Welcome back to another episode live from the dojo. This is the Will Be Seeing Pod. Remember, you can get this wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts. That's Spotify. And that is the YouTube channel. Make sure to like and subscribe. How we doing, man? I'm good, dude. Kind of a weird, crazy week in sports, but it's been fun. A lot of breaking stories. Some new, uh, some new news happening, you know, which is kind of entertaining. As we get into summer, it's getting a little boring now, of course, but... You know, we got the NBA Finals going on. We got the NHL Stanley Cup going on still. But some crazy things in sports are going on, which is cool. So the PGA has officially acquired the Live Tour. Which is unbelievably just no one saw that coming. And you know what? I'm just, I'm tired of the bitching. All of you PGA guys that decided to stay on, to be loyal to the tour... You're fucking idiots. Like, you're just, you look so dumb now. And Rory McIlroy comes on today, and he's like, I just hope that we're not welcoming all those golfers back with arms open. Like, they started a lot. Like, just shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> like, you lost out on a bag. I get you're mad, you know? You fumbled the bag. But guess what? They're welcoming back all these golfers with open arms. In no circumstances, the PGA Tour can be like, and you know what, um, Brooks Kepka, who literally is the most famous golfer on the world right now, uh, welcome back to the PGA Tour, but you're going to get hit with a fine and you're not going to be able to play in this many majors because you went to the Live Tour and got paid. A, a, like, the, the PGA guys, you're just fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, you missed out on a bag. And did you hear why the PGA Tour was, like, really pushed for this? Because John Rahm was, like, three-fourths of the way done with a negotiation to go to the Live Tour. No way. Yeah, dude. So they're losing... Hand over foot golfers and guys like Rory are still fucking loyal to the dumbest. Like, you're just, you blew it. You blew it. Have we seen. It was always the Live Tour. <laughs> Have we seen a bigger bag fumble in sports? No. no. This is the biggest bag fumble. The PGA Tour golfers that stayed on the PGA Tour instead of going to the Live Tour is the largest bag fumble of all time because Brooks Kepka, Cam Smith, all these guys that are going to come back are coming back to the original tour. With like with retirement on, plans, sitting on their throne pocket. of cash, <laughs> literally on a throne of cash, and the whole like narrative of I don't know if you saw Nick. Can you find the exact quote of like the PGA Tour GM that was like talking about fucking nine eleven and fucking, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like what the like the whole like dirty money. Like is everyone aware that the oil you fill your cars with we buy from Saudi Arabia? <laughs> like you think they give a fuck that they're paying the golfers? Like you think Brooks Kepka is really losing a wink of sleep? <laughs> like it's just absurd. It's absurd. What are you? What are your thoughts on it? I think it's crazy, bro. It's unreal. Uh, this is a huge merger. Probably the biggest merger we've seen in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, like there were other mergers, like the NFL, right? The MLB had a merger. Uh, NBA had a merger, mm -hmm. um, but now we're seeing a golf merger. Um, I don't really know how it's going to affect the sport and the game itself. I don't know either. But uh, what would you say is the second biggest bag fumble in all of sports? It's got to be Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> it goes live tour, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> got to be Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder somewhere like, yes, they forget. Did he almost? Did he? Didn't he almost have like a Mega Max? Dude, yeah, and he turned it down. Dude, Dennis Schroeder literally woke up this morning, like yesterday morning, and checked his phone. And was like, <laughs> "Live PGA, Dennis Schroeder." He called his mom in German and was just like, "We did it, we did it. No one's gonna talk about it anymore." That's hysterical. I'd say top five bag fumbles. PGA guys that didn't go to the Live Tour. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder for sure is a hot second. Devin Booker not securing Kendall Jenner. 
after like five years of dating. I mean, that's crazy. That's a crazy level bag fumble. Um, what, are, what would you think like the last two would be? Dude, I don't, uh, top of my head, Dennis I don't Schroeder know. is just so good. <laughs> that's the only bad fumble I can think about. There's got to be some NFL guys in there that have fumbled the for bag. sure, for sure. Who else has fumbled the bag? I'm gonna look it up. Be like all time bag fumblers. <laughs> Dennis yeah, Schroeder. Jay, Jay Monahan said that who's uh, the the chairman of the the PGA. He said, "I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications of playing on the Live Tour as it relates to the families of 9/11." My heart goes out to them. Uh, like what, that, dude? That was the comment from you know way back when or whatever. And then the 9/11 families released a statement yesterday, basically saying that he's a hypocrite. PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan co-opted the 9-11 community last year in the PGA's unequivocal agreement, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're basically just shitting on them. Do you understand how absurd that statement is? It's crazy. But actually, the implications of playing for the Live Tour, my, like, and then just like referencing 9-11, like, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope this guy it literally... Was like, it was because he's asking like if, if Saudi Arabia was involved in 9-11, blah, 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 and using... Live tour is a sport relating it to a fucking golf tour like the guys that created the live tour fucking like were behind it yeah i think it was saying like the 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 involvement of saudi arabia as a whole that is fucking absurd dude being related related to that's like being, that's nothing, like being, one has nothing to do. That's with like that's like being like a like I'm maybe not the same level like being a conspiracy guy and being like oh George Bush is at this event like I would never go to this event like shout out like the 911 families yeah. like I would never do that to you like what dude fuck that guy what's his name uh Jay Monahan hey Jay Monahan you're a fucking idiot dude <laughs> wow that's actually like incredible that he said that hold on I want to find other can you think of bad bag fumbles Nick bad bag fumbles. Of all time, a good one. I mean, I think about the Anaheim Angels and who they've paid over the years. I mean, they're still paying Josh Hamilton, bro. That <laughs> he's been out of the league for like six years, know, and they're still paying Orlando guys. Brown Jr. Orlando turned down a six-year, one hundred thirty-nine million dollar deal with the Chiefs, and then signed a four-year contract worth seventy-five million dollars less with the Bengals. Wow. That's, That's a bag fumble. That's a bag fumble. That's a bag fumble. <laughs> Orlando Brown Jr. Welcome to the fucking club, dude. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of anyone else, but that's fucking, that's so funny. Uh, I mean, Laramie Tunzel at the start of the draft, but now he's fucking chilling. Yeah, he's chilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, didn't, he didn't do anything he bad. Didn't yeah, he's any fine bags. at all. Yeah. His dad oh, there's got to be some good draft bag fumbles. Um, yeah. Some dudes who. Like, Kwame Brown. Some that's du- a bag fumble. Some dudes who fell. Wait, like fucking, what's his name this year? Who got drafted? It was supposed to be like number one Will overall. Levis. Yeah, yeah. Willie, <laughs> dude. Apparently, he looks awful in camp. Really? Yeah, like not good. Not um, good. Only C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson are apparently like really making the headlines of being like looking really fucking solid. I'm just too much of a golf casual and just not submerged enough into the sport to really know or have a, an opinion really on how this affects the sport and what it looks like moving forward. But. Mm-hmm. Sitting and watching from the sideline, like I'm laughing. Uh, it's Twitter's going nuts. You know, I'm seeing everyone flip the fuck out on Twitter. Uh, it's really fun to watch, of course. But Phil Mickelson once again I just, on the right side of history. <laughs> I just feel I feel for those guys. I like. Uh, uh, was it? Oh my god, who's the Japanese player that was supposed to get paid a fuck ton from Live, but he stayed at the PGA? Matsuyama. Yeah, maybe? yeah. That dude was getting. 
offered almost upwards of a billion dollars because he's like Tiger Woods in Japan, apparently, mm -hmm. and he turned it down because of his loyalty to the PGA. I don't feel for them at all. Like, you're just dumb. The PGA Tour literally makes you grind, like sleep in your car, and if you win, you make literally a fraction of the salary, and a new league came in and said, hey, like, we'll pay you regardless of how you place, instead of like the PGA where it's literally like the Hunger Games of getting paid, and they were all like, no. So I feel like they deserve it. Yeah, it's I don't also feel for like them all the guys all. at the top of the PGA, like Rory McIlroy, you know, Tiger. I mean, yeah, they're the best players, but like they've also already made their bread. So yeah, it's like, like fuck them. You know, I mean, I understand Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, some of these other guys that are kind of quote unquote washed up now. They're not as competitive because you have all these younger guys like John Rahm coming in. So it's like if you're not going to win anyways, or you're likely not going to win, like Brooks Kepka looks like the smartest guy. Yeah, in the past, it's, five I mean, years. the PGA also should have just paid these guys a salary and then also pay them out their winnings. Like, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous that you don't have a salary if you get your tour card of some sort. Well, apparently the PGA was bleeding cash, which yeah, is why they like, brought in the Live Tour to be a main sponsor. Right, but I'm saying tour. if you're the PGA Tour to begin with, if you're going to give all these guys their PG, their tour cards and stuff, just negotiate a salary like any other team or league would do, regardless if it's 200k or. 20 million and then make a purse on top yeah. of that i just don't think they could afford it no because they want to all keep all the money themselves that's yeah all, that's well all, it's that's like if you want to be a professional golfer like you're basically entering into the hunger games yeah you know what i mean like i feel like that's a great way to equate it like if you're a professional golfer going into the pga tour you're basically playing the hunger games so you don't think the the guys who didn't sign with live will be able to negotiate their pay I mean, I'm sure they will, but like they look like idiots. I don't feel for them at all. Yeah, they will be, but I think they'll make a lot less than they probably. Dude, they're yeah. not even going to come close yeah. to the money the guys in the Live were making. Because the Saudi, the the Live Tour had to lure those guys away from the PGA with ridiculous, yeah, contracts. Yeah, like Brooks Kepka was what was it like five hundred million or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Like something crazy, like three hundred million, whatever it was. And he was like at the top of his game. Yeah, a couple injuries, but now he's like all the way back, mm -hmm. playing in PGA Tour events. And the live collecting a bag like that. Yeah, that's why I think the PJ Tour probably got so mad. Um, no, but I think the golf community. It's like, yeah, you know what it is though. Reading through like my Twitter feed, the golf community of it almost reminds me of like the baseball community yeah. in terms of how many old heads there I was are. Where it's say. just like all about the purity of the game. Like, oh, but this is like a new era, dude. Like the the leagues like the NFL and the NBA have done such a great job of adjusting to like the new era and like new mentalities where it feels like golf and especially baseball still are just like so annoyingly stuck in the mud yeah where it's like even a reds i don't even know who he was on the reds but he fucking pimped one <laughs> Will and like Benson. threw his bat down dude 90 percent of the comments are old head baseball guys being like this kind of shit ruins the game like Reacting like this to a home run is the reason why baseball is fucking going down the gutter. It's like, dude, dude that's making baseball like fun again. When's the last time the MLB account has posted more than one thing in one day about the Cincinnati Reds? Never. I, I don't think they ever have. Mm -mm. They probably never have. Maybe with Joey Votto had a double home run game, but that's probably about it. You know? Like, that's what the Reds are doing right now. First of all, I got to give a shout out to... I'm sorry, we're like transitioning from golf to baseball for a second. But Javon called the Reds to make the playoffs a month ago. Oh, at, yeah, I saw that. At plus 2,000. I think it's 3,000. Uh, he had, he got it at plus 2,000. But now it's down to plus 1,000, and I would not be shocked by the end of the week. If they sweep the Dodgers, it'll go down under 1,000, which is absurd. But mm. unbelievable call no, by his part. But, yeah, I think baseball is trending in the right direction, um, and I would love to see them do away with – 
like just catering to the old heads. Like, yeah, can we start having fun? Like the guys that complain about the home run celebrations and the dugouts or... Or the Wander Franco, you know, throwing the yeah, ball. Yeah, like the bat flips like, or like, yeah, the sick fucking yeah. Like, tricks with the balls. Like are the same guys that are complaining about the fucking PGA Tour purity. Like it's just so frustrating, dude. Because like baseball, when they're showing emotion and having fun is actually a fun sport. Like when Wander Franco, when Wander Franco's doing shit like that, like baseball's fucking fun to watch. Hundred percent. When guys are like nuking home runs and like throwing the bat down and being like, "Yeah, this is my shit," like it makes baseball fun. Like the uh, waste management tournament, so much fun. I mean, I've never seen any event like that before. So much fun. And I guarantee you, the old heads of golf probably hate that tournament. It's probably their least favorite tournament because <laughs> yeah. they just let the fans be fans. Yeah. It's just like so frustrating. And the good thing about Live coming in too is with all this money, they're going to have a lot of pull with the PGA Tour. So likely probably going to see, hopefully, more of those waste management type uh, events. Yeah. Yeah, I would in. love that. Maybe not at the nice courses where, you know, yeah. the Masters is still going to be the Masters and that kind of thing. But hopefully they mix in some more of that waste management style stuff that they were doing on the Live Tour now because that would be fucking awesome because it's just more fun like after going to that waste management obviously that's not what that's obviously not what every tournament is like but it makes it made me want to go to more golf tournaments you know what i mean yeah which like you know i might be ruined if i go to another one and it's fucking like boring and sucks but i mean like it was a great tournament to be like holy shit like this was so much fun i also think for broadcasts and viewing purposes this is good for the league as or for the for the pga as well it just makes it more accessible i feel like the broadcast for live people loved them right i mean you were watching a lot of live golf mm -hmm. right and the broadcasts were they're fun dude. they're fun uh they're like interactive and i feel like you get to actually watch more golf than when you're watching it on like the pga network you know and it's been really fun for me to just to get involved into golf betting i was never a golf better mm -hmm. um but i think it's definitely on the rise now and i think it make to make it more bettable uh, is definitely a step in the right direction for sure. Live betting, betting on fairways, greens, prize picks is involved with golf. Mm -hmm. um, and I've loved every second of betting on golf. It, have you ever sweated out a full golf entry before? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Dude, that'll put the waste management your, and for the Masters. That will put hair on your balls. No, sure. yeah, dude, it's a good time. It, <laughs> it, turn, it makes you a man. The patience you got to have. I mean, you're sweating this out from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. I think that, and then it also is going to create fun narratives like rivalries. Because you know Brooks Koepka is going to be such a little prick to like guys like Rory McIlroy because guys like Rory McIlroy deserve it. Yeah. Like it's going to be so much fun in terms of creating like actual competitiveness yeah. in golf. And that's why NBA, you know, I mean, it's like it's like every man's soap opera, right? With all mm -hmm. the fucking drama on the court, off the court, mm -hmm. you know, celebrities getting with NBA players and shit. It's just like literally an, a, a men's soap opera and i feel like golf has a chance to kind of be that have that entertainment value as well oh, for sure i think the first tournament we see where they're combined again there's going to be someone talking shit for yeah. sure like someone's going to say some dumb shit and they're going to get paired up with somebody and it's going to be like fucking whatever it is yeah. but good segue though talking about the nba um i just don't know if the miami heat are good the nuggets just looked i dominant. made a commitment to bet the heat last episode <coughs> An hour before game time, I've never felt worse about a Miami Heat plus three and a half. I Ever, dude. I was all over the night. But now I feel like I'm like, obligated, so I have to do it every game now. Like, I have to bet the Heat every game because I said I would, and I'm not going to go back on it. But it might be the Nuggets in five. Like, the Heat looked... Like, uh, this is my thing. I was talking about last night, watching the game. 
I watched the whole game. It's so frustrating when the Heat start losing and Jimmy Butler doesn't just take over the game. Yeah. There was a there was a moment in the third quarter where the Nuggets are starting to go on their run. Eric Spolster's doing all he can, calling timeouts to stop the bleeding. And the Heat come down on offense. And two possessions in a row, Jimmy Butler passes to Kevin Love to take a three to try to like cut the lead from like ten to seven. And it, like, it's like, dude, in no circumstance when the Heat are running does Jokic or Murray not take the shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I get you want to have the confidence in your team to be like, if Max Drews is open, I'm going to hit him. If Gabe Vincent is open, I'm going to hit him. If Kevin Love's open, I'm going to hit him. But there's got to be an air of, you will lose these games if you don't start taking over when it starts getting out of hand. You will lose these games. Mm -hmm. Like, Jimmy Butler, you will lose these games if you don't start taking every shot at some point. The minute the Nuggets started running away with it, it was the Jokic show, dude. Yep. He was fucking mid-range, layup, mid-range, then Jamal hit a three, and it was like, oh, the Heat are down fucking 15. Yeah. But Jokic the response is, Max Drew's taking fucking pull-up threes, Gabe Vincent in the corner. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy, like, he wasn't having a great shooting performance, but it's like, dude, I would rather live and die with Jimmy Butler taking 90% of my shots in crunch time than fucking Max Drew's jocking shit up. None of the side dudes for the Heat were doing shit last night. Nothing. And I'm so done betting on these side dudes. I want, like, from here on out, whether it's overs or unders, I don't want to bet on anybody else but Murray, Jokic, Butler, and Bam. I'm tired of the Struces. I'm tired of the Vincents. Tired of the MPJs. Like, just give me the goats in the finals, bro. That's all. That's literally who's the, the difference makers on the floor right now. I saw this thing and it was um, Jamal Murray was the first player in NBA history to have a 30 point or the second player in NBA history to have a 30 point triple double in an NBA finals game. Second Jokic. to his teammate, Nicole Jokic, who <laughs> did it five minutes prior. <laughs> the first? Yeah, Jokic's, I think. Like, that's the first time anyone's ever had it. A... And they did it back to back. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like a 30 point triple double, which I'm not shocked by to be the first. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's insane. But like, again, it just feels like. You know, the, the Heat could come out game four and we got a 2-2 series like they did in game two, and like I wouldn't be shocked wouldn't by it be at shocked. all. Yeah. But it just feels like the Nuggets do what you expect in terms of you just lost at home, your two best players come out in game three and take the game over and fucking like punch the dick off the Miami Heat. Yeah. Like it just never feels like the Miami Heat's response is what you'd expect. You know what I mean? Like it's almost... It's almost like they need a Duncan Robinson to score eight points in the fourth quarter. They need a Max Struess to have 15. Like, the Nuggets don't really, like, they have the they have the better role players, but it's almost like they don't need them to really win the game. It feels like Jimmy and Bam need them, which, you know, I guess makes sense. But yeah. I don't know. It was frustrating watching that game last night being like, why the fuck is Max Struess taking a three-pointer when we're down 10 when Jimmy Butler should just be, like, taking over the game? Yeah. Or why is Kevin Love still taking jumpers? Like, I don't care if he makes it or misses it, like it shouldn't be a Kevin Love shot mm-hmm. right now. Dude, I I knew Jokic was going to give me a 20-rebound game at some point in the series, but I'm sweating out his rebounds for my series entry. Got 10 in the first game, 11 in the second game. I need 55, and he only had 22 after two games. I was like, dude, this is fucking chalked. 21 rebounds last night. No, he had a performance. Legacies. So now we're back on the table. And we're going to need Rat Fuck a Chuck tonight. Well, because I don't know if you saw it, but there was a time in the third quarter where the game was getting away from the Heat. 
and Gabe Vincent was guarding Nikola Jokic four possessions in a row. <laughs> like, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I think it was off screens, but like, why the fuck is there not a game plan to get Gabe Vincent off of Nikola Jokic? I have no idea. He was no. eating on him. Yeah. It was like four straight point, like four straight buckets. Nikola Jokic had fucking Gabe Vincent on him. Like, that's not Gabe's fault, but like, how the fuck is that even happening? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Heat even it up. I and, wouldn't be shocked. And get one at home. No, I like my game four bet on the Heat that I'm already having to have to do. But, like, that game yesterday was just so ugly. Yeah. It was but that's bad. been the story of the Heat, dude. I know. Win, blowout. Win, yeah, blowout. Like, they has. don't keep it close and lose. They're not consistent. The Nuggets, like, win or lose, they're going to be fundamental and look consistent the whole game. And mm-hmm. whether or not they blow it at the end like they did in game two or not, it's kind of the same team, the same makeup every night. Whereas the Heat, it's like they are either they either literally are allergic to baskets or – they can't miss. They can't miss. Yeah, there's no in between. It's yeah. not like a good basketball win. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know though, dude. It makes it, it makes it so hard to bet on the series. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 as an NBA fan, this NBA Finals has been fun to watch. But as a sports better, it's not my favorite by any means. No. Like, because I'm stuck having to figure out: is it Caleb Martin? Is it Struess? Is it Vincent? And like. It's not who I thought I'd be having to choose from in the NBA Finals, no, you know? And, like, and, and my star options are Jimmy Butler and Bam, and, like, I didn't even like betting on those guys to begin with. Mm-mm. And now i got to figure out every night, you know, is it his assists, is it points, is it rebounds for these fuckers? And I don't know. It's, it just hasn't been a favorable finals for betting purposes, mm. uh, player prop specifically. I've been getting into field goals made. That's an interesting one. There's some interesting props on prize. I don't hate that one. Field goals made. Yeah. Interesting. Like I had Jimmy over nine field goals made last night. Thankfully, he started the game hot, but he finished with like 13 or 14. But it's like a good, I'm not rooting for threes. I'm not rooting for twos. I just needed to make a shot. Yeah. And I kind of, I liked it. Um, But yeah, dude, I don't know. This series has just been so hard to bet on. Like so hard to bet on. And not like enjoyable to bet on no. good to watch but not enjoyable to bet on like i'm not looking forward to betting on game four no. i already know what i have to bet but it's just like yeah i don't know so game four is big because that's the last last game before the series entries end um jimmy butler only had four assists last night uh and i'm gonna need him to get at least four more in the next game but that's gonna be a sweat and then i need Jokic to get i think 15 rebounds which is doable if he didn't get 20 last night, I was going to need 25 from him in game four. But he Same let... exact spread in game four. Wow. Why is it the same spread? Mind fuck. <laughs> Mind fuck a chuck. Mind... <laughs> uh, I, I think it should be the same spread. I don't think it should be any bigger for the Nuggets on the road. No, you don't think so? No. I think, what is it, minus three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten and a half. I think that's that's what it should be. Okay. I mean, they just won by fucking 20, but sure. I do. Because, again, it's hard to beat a team twice, especially on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it. We saw it in game one and two, right? Um, where the Nuggets were, what were the, what was the spread? Minus eight again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they lose outright, you know? So I, I don't see how you can make the spread any bigger, you know, after after a game at, in Miami where they beat them by 20-plus. 
it's hard to do that twice in a row, you know. Mm -hmm. So making that minus eight on the row would be absurd. Can't do that. You can't. Do Could that. have been like five and a half though. Five and a half, sure, but it'll probably move a little bit. We'll see. I'm sure it'll move. I'm sure it'll move. Um, speaking of movement, Lionel Messi is coming to the U.S. to play soccer. That's nuts. It's crazy. That's nuts. The my the like Miami FC or Inter Miami, whatever they're called, gained a million Inter followers. Inter Miami gained a million followers overnight. Imagine the noties on the phone. Dude. Some intern running that account was like... That social media manager was literally <laughs> busting, dude. He was like, oh my God. Like his phone was like... Bing, 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 bing. Like that's crazy. That's dude. crazy. We're going to have to send a game. <laughs> um, His first game for Inter Miami, the price for his first game is more expensive than an NBA Finals ticket. Wow. Oh yeah, they went out 5X yesterday. That's crazy. Insane. The Messi effect. Love Literally the Messi effect. Great Love, for the MLS. Great for the MLS. Huge for the MLS. Great for the MLS. <laughs> like he could still ball out. He His ball goal ball. prop oh. every game will be one and a half. No, when 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 Beckham and uh, when Chicharito and Fabregas and and Zlatan all have come over to the United States to play, and they always go to the LA teams, but they come over and just absolutely wreck because they're so much better. Then the European players are so much better than the MLS. It's not even. It's not even close. Now you have the best player ever to come over. He's gonna destroy. Dude, like there's gonna be like some random ass twenty one year olds that played at fucking like University of Virginia and yeah. Seton Hall that are now playing Messi. with fucking Lionel Messi, dude, in practice. Like that's what, wild. dude? Goal props gonna be set like two and a half per game. That's what I'm saying. Like one and a half, two and a half, and that's still maybe like he might average a hat trick. <laughs> Which is crazy. Do you think about think about how old Zlatan was, right? Zlatan was like getting near forty. Yeah. And he had like the most goals in the MLS. I think only what's his name on the on um on LAFC was like close to him at the time, but like Zlatan still cleared him by I think it was like five goals or something. Messi is still like somewhat maybe at the tail end of his prime, I would say, a little bit. I think PSG was just a bad spot for him. Like he might actually do like despicable things to MLS teams. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna un unload on. It's not even gonna like be despicable it's gonna things, be dude. Unload. It's gonna be like a rec league. Yeah, I would love to see more stars like that come to the MLS and make it like a a more well rounded yeah. league of stars. There's just not enough draw because you don't have the Champions League, you don't have the Europa League. Like, there's nothing you can really win. Champions League has talked about playing games over here, though. Like playing playing games over here or letting the MLS in because the MLS still doesn't no, have a no, bid. No, 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 letting letting. Uh, Playing games in the United States, playing a few of the Champions League games in the United States. Like yeah, but I'm saying there's no draw for a, like a European player that's like 26, 25. Yeah, that's yeah, good no. to come to the MLS because you can't make the Champions League, right. you can't make the Europa League. Like there's nothing for you there. Right. I would love for us to get a bid for the Champions League just to see what would happen to some MLS teams. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like the two best MLS teams get to go to Champions go to League. get to go to the Champions League, or just or maybe just the best team. They get throttled. I mean, yeah, they get fucking banged out, but it'd be like, maybe we start, you it's know. It's like talking about the argument about having, like, would a college team beat an NFL, the worst, would the best college team beat the worst NFL team? You could take the best MLS team and the worst team in the Champions League and they would throttle. Let's see what the worst team in the throttle. Champions League was this year. But probably four or five goals. Four yeah. or five? I don't know, dude. There's some really bad teams in the Champions League. Like Red Star, Belgrade, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's the one that just got promoted? Play them. They were like Champions a, League 2023 all teams. Let's see. Can you look up who the best team in the MLS is right now? 
Uh, yeah, it's Volk. Do you want like wins? I yeah, it's like who's like, got like the most? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. It's Cincinnati or St. Louis. Those are the two. Uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. <clears throat> All right. So there is Dynamo Zagreb. Um, FC Copenhagen. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. So, Maccabi. Maca- <laughs> Maca- <laughs> wow, this is a mouthful. Come on. Maccabi Haifa FC. Maccabi. Isn't it Maccabi? Okay. Maccabi Haifa FC is an Israeli professional football club. They allowed 21 goals in their Champions League um, run. FC Cincinnati's allowed 15. In the MLS. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Victoria Pleasant is a Czech team. Gave up 24 goals allowed. So do we think FC Cincinnati could beat Victoria Pleasant? Yeah, give me Victoria minus two and a half. No yeah, way. It'd be dude. a line like that. It'd be like minus two and a half. Something like no that. way. Yeah. 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 I guess Victoria's kind of busting Cincinnati. in the Czech league, yeah. Like you said, most of these MLS guys are fucking fresh out of college like yeah. they're, they're fresh Victoria. out of college that don't play even on the big club we might have to do this on fifa imagine <laughs> yeah. a big club for imagine the united states national team the guys that play there you have maybe one guy on an mls team yeah that's true we got to run a little FIFA Champ- sim. champions yeah. league guys probably all those guys are probably playing for their could you imagine like I, FC I cincinnati know, playing like atletico madrid yeah. oh my god dude Simulation. It would literally be like minus four and a half. It'd be assault. It would actually be like assault. Do you think the best college team could beat the best or the worst NFL team? No, no. Don't you don't think, think so? Georgia ain't beating the Texans because again, it's the same thing. Think about how many Georgia players from that team went to the NFL. A lot. They were like they were like ten. They were like ten or eleven. And now you take, but they're not even the best player on their team. They're each on. Now you're taking an NFL team that has. The best of the best from college is not even the size. But the Houston Texans. Though. I hate that argument, bro. They ain't so winning. Big. They ain't fucking winning. Davis Mills is going to be able to throw against Georgia. They you think fucking shred Georgia? Who, uh, you think Davis you think, Mills would shred Georgia? Yeah. You think Stetson Bennett? That's absurd. You think Stetson Bennett is going to have himself a game against the Texans? All right. Well, let me pick my college team. Give me Joe Burrow's LSU team. I think I beat the Texans. No. Jamar no. Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No, I'm for sure beating. It wouldn't be the as Texans. much of a blowout, but that the the D line against that O line would annihilate. Yeah, him. you think but so? Not he, would, he wouldn't have three seconds to throw. Yeah, boom, right down there. <laughs> Do you think so? Yes. I mean, yeah. you don't think Joe Burrow's like LSU team, which I think is the best college football team of all time, could beat the Houston Texans right now? No. No. Not a chance. What? Not a single chance. You give think me, they could cover a spread? Give me minus 17 and a half. No way it'd be that, it's that fair, fat. It's a fair spread. No yeah. way it would be that fat. Think about think about the Texans against the, the fucking The Chiefs. Chiefs. That's what the spread is. It's, it's 11 and a half. Yeah, but who do the fucking Texans have that you think is like could do anything against LSU? Bro, there's guys on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Who? There's guys on the LSU offensive line that are, I'm sure, sitting in cubicles right now. Mm-hmm. But who, <laughs> who on the Texans' offense is going to do anything? Texans depth chart, right? I don't know. Well, for one, that running back out of Florida. They're not winning, okay? Yeah. And they're not covering. I mean, okay, well, 
they got C.J. Stroud as their quarterback right now. So, well, that that doesn't count. Okay. Talking Davis Mills okay, Texans good. last year, the Texans. They got Robert Woods, Nico Collins, a healthy John Mechie. They almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. Dalton Schultz. It's an got, awful got, roster. Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. You think anybody's getting through him? Mm-mm. They got Shaq Mason at right guard. We you don't have to get to Davis him? Mills to beat the fucking Texans. Okay, you got Will Anderson off the edge. You think anybody's... He's new. I'm talking last year's Texans. <laughs> and that's a kid from Georgia you're just talking about. He's fresh out of college. Moral of the story is... Christian Kirk? No. They're not. They're not. They'll I think... Up. I legitimately think that LSU team either covers a spread or beats the Houston Texans of 2022. That's crazy. You're, You're getting flamed for that one. I don't think You're it's high. that hard to believe. I think it's not it's it's a different game style too. Like it's it's not You give me Coach O back against the wall. He's got to beat the Houston for sure Texans. He's not doing it. <laughs> That's you, you want anybody but Coach O. This guy's yeah. out of fucking bronze. I want Coach O. He's fucking the water girl. No, I want Coach O, dude. I need back against the wall. Coach O comes into the Houston Texans arena with that LSU team. He's covering Lovey the spread. Smith or is, winning. Lovey Smith is going to run circles around Coach O. This is... Wow, you believe, know that's a lie. I can't believe no. you're so firm on this. <laughs> I can't believe how firm you are on this. Why is that so hard to believe? <laughs> Like, who's in that secondary for the Texans? 2022. Give me the secondary. 2022 second. Oh, I mean, I have this depth chart, but uh, can I filter by year? Because I don't think you guys understand who's on that LSU team. No, there were a lot of dogs on that LSU team. You there know, even were. on the defense. But I think it's not so much that... Yeah, there were. In the secondary... And they're 20, 21, 22 years old. Uh, but, so we're like half the D-backs in the fucking NFL. But, uh, I, need, I, need, I need Dave's hot take on this. Dave, well, get in. I would love Dave's take on this. Dave, come here. I would love Dave's take it's, on this. It's in the trenches on the line. That's where the game is won and lost. Yeah. Dead ass. That's what you're overlooking. You're, you're thinking about Jamar Chase getting a, you know, breakaway. <clears throat> and Joe Burrow fucking hucking that shit up. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow has no time to even get it to, get it to him. I have Derek Stingley Jr. <laughs> He's like one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL right now. You give me him at D-back. I don't think a single wide receiver is going to do a thing for the Texans. That's Derek Stingley Jr. That's like one of the best. That is literally top five D-back in the NFL. Mikey, Mikey has a ridiculous take. We need a, we need a former collegiate athlete to, to weigh in on this. But can you fill him in? Joe Burrow's 2019 LSU team. Is. Coached by Coach O. Uh-huh. Not only the best college football team of all time, but... Would beat, but definitely cover the Houston Texans of last year. No. What do you mean no? Not even close. Why though? There's not a single 17. ever. This that's absurd. There's not a single college team that would ever, like ever. The Texans were god awful, and, and and those were professional. But I have a professional. That almost that whole team went pro. No. You have Joe Burrow, you have Jamar Chase, Justin and Jefferson. you have Justin Jefferson. Clyde edwards Derek. Stingley. Where, where is he at now? Derek Stingley Jr. <laughs> Derek Stingley Jr. <laughs> but they're going to get cooked. By who? Schoma- Davis Mills? Schematically alone, they're getting cooked. No way, dude. You still have Davis Mills throwing Jeez. the ball. Derek Stingley Jr. Christ. now in Texas. So. You're going against Yeah, but I would get Derek. That's I would get not, Derek. No, though. you're not. No, no, but the no, Texans, he's on the Texans. I would get Derek for my... <laughs> That's not the how Texans that works. Lose Derek. Also, also, no. The Derek he's getting is a sophomore year Derek. That's a young Derek. 
That's a goat. No, 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 no. That's that's a Derek. That All right, give me sophomore year Derek. Who's he have to fucking defend? Robert Woods. He'd fucking put him in a seatbelt. No, he no he won't. Are you serious right now? Yes. There's no way. Robert Woods. Would There's cook him. no way. You're sick. All I know is that Davis Davis Mills would do nothing. Well, given that football is the ultimate team sport, I don't need him to be the goat. So who, how are you going to be? How is that? How are they going to be? That team is going to beat them schematically alone. They're going to beat them. Like what? Schematically alone. Okay, but I, I, have, I have Coach O back against the wall. He's, he's trying to say Coach O is better. He's gonna. He's not gonna. What? Not gonna what go is Coach O? He's the goat of that team. That okay, team. He's not the goat of that team. Again, he's, he's the same guy that lost his job two years after. Well, that, that was against Lovey. That was defense. that was that was because of some offhand comments on a radio show about burying people no, in the bayou. It's because he's not that great of a coach. What has Coach O done to be a goat of a coach? Well, he turned Joe Burrow into a fucking. He didn't turn Joe goat. Burrow. Joe Burrow stepped into a situation that. Any above average quarterbacks were performing. What did Coach O do? He put together the best college football team of all time. He did not put together the best college football team. He did. Of all time. Justin that Jefferson, f- Jamar Chase, Clyde Hilaire, Joe Burrow. Better than that team. The Julio Jones Alabama teams are better okay, than that. Okay, but that team. LSU team. Is what? That LSU team took an actual piss on every single team that year in college football, even in the college football championship. They had a great season. Like, that's wonderful. There's other teams that have had great seasons. Do you remember Trent Richardson in Alabama? Okay, but do you think that the offensive line at LSU that year could stop the, the Texans Fuck D-line? <laughs> Fuck, not even close. Schematically, they're going to get dicked on. But I don't think Joe Burrow needs that much time in the pocket when he's got Jamar and Justin Jefferson. Like, those guys still can't get defended by NFL corners. So it doesn't you're giving me two you're, Pro Bowl wide first receivers of all, first of all, you, and Terrace Marshall. You're giving me a sophomore Jamar Chase, a junior Justin. They Jefferson. both their rookie years had they're, fucking they're unconscious junior, rookie years, but they developed like. I but they had that. unconscious rookie years. I don't need their fucking current no. state right now. I can take them in college. No, it's not the same level. Like they got better. Like the route running got better. The route that Justin Jefferson runs right now is not the same type of route he ran in college. He's a better athlete now than he was before. Yeah, but his rookie year, he was still unconscious. It no, he was matter. great. He, he took a step up. Like, he got better. I'll die on this hill. He, right. They're not. They're literally What's not. the spread? 17 and a half. 17 and a half? But they cover that spread. Just like the Texans were against the Cowboys, and the Texans should almost and should have won that game. They should have won that mm-hmm. game. 17 and LSU a half. covers that spread. It's going to come close. They cover that spread. It's going to come close. You know they cover that it's, spread. No, gonna they're close. not going to get shut out. No, they're not going to get shut out. But they're going to get dicked on. They're for sure going to get dicked on. I don't know, dude. That Texans offense is like, not do, good. Do you realize that, like, when Joe Burrow is going to step out there? Because you're taking, like, when Joe Burrow is going to step out there. As, you got to remember also rookie year Joe Burrow, too, right? So that's before rookie year Joe Burrow. That couldn't read defenses as well as he does now. As also, soon as he step ACL. out there and Lovey Smith lines up in that 4 2 5, he's not going to know what the fuck he's looking at. Because mm. he didn't. Because you need to develop. They cover the spread. They're not covering the spread. They cover the spread. And we all know what Clyde is. They cover the spread. <laughs> so they're not going to run the ball. No, they cover the spread. <laughs> it's over. With. They cover the spread. See you on social media if anyone agrees with you. It's the same buzzers that agreed that uh, what Alabama team. Remember they had that debate? It was like when we were in college. Yeah. That the Alabama team was going to beat, the, beat Browns. the Browns. What? I hate that argument. It doesn't work. It doesn't it. work like that. Like during the national. The offensive league, side of the ball, the Texans just impresses me so little that I think the game would be close just because that offense is so atrociously bad. Yeah, but like they're bad 
in the NFL. Like, they're professional. But even when you look at it on paper, it's still not good. Even if it's the NFL. Well, their offensive line. Who are the wide receivers? Not John Mechie, because he doesn't count. He's no, injured. No, he hasn't played yet. I mean, they lost, what's his name? Uh, Cooks to the Cowboys. Mm, it was Robert Woods know? and one other Robert guy. Robert Woods and, uh, and Nico Collins are the two. Like, dude, I'm really not that. Like, that's really not. Like, if it was the fucking. Like, you go one step above the Texans, like the second worst team. Who's the second worst team? Probably the Cardinals. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They probably fucking violate that LSU team. Because you, you got Kyler, you got D-Hop, you got Christian Kirk. Like, you, you think, got guys. You think, you There's think, not guys on that about, team. Think about that LSU defense, right? Derek Seenley's one corner. No, he's going to get burnt the, by D-Hop, yeah. The, no, 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 I'm talking about the Texans now. Robert Woods is dicking on everybody in that secondary. As bad as you think he is, he's Derek Stingley way would be on him, though. No, the Bears. he won't. Mm. No, he won't. What if it's in LSU? He could be in there. I don't care. No, in LSU. You can put in Perry. In LSU plus 17 and a half. No, it doesn't matter. Hostile environment in sports. It doesn't matter. In LSU plus 17 and a half. It doesn't matter. Do you realize that the In LSU plus 17 and a half. The people that play for the Texans are professionals. Mm. All of them. There's a lot of professionals on that LSU team. All of them. And they're better than the college kids. Like, at LSU, you have three, four guys that are league-bound, obviously, Everybody on that Texan team deserves to be there. Not everybody on the LSU team is even going to get a chance to play at the next level. Like, schematically alone, they're going to get beat. You got to move on from this. Literally going to get beat. I'll die on this hill. I'll die on this hill. I will not admit that they would destroy (laughs) LSU. I won't. I'll die on this hill. (laughs) Well, you're dying. I'm okay falling on this sword. I'll fall on this sword. I got no problem falling on this sword. I got no problem. It's the jersey that's getting to his head, really. (laughs) Yeah, I am wearing an LSU baseball jersey. So We're moving on. Let them know. We're moving on. Let them know that. Dave, thanks for your thoughts. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you got to move on, bro. Nope. That's going to make for some uh, some nice roasts in the comments. My uh, free safety plays on the Eagles. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm really not that worried about it. Like, if you really look into that roster, that roster was fucking unconscious. So, I'll die on that hill. Texans fucking suck balls. Sure. With CJ Stroud, they probably lose. I'm done arguing this. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? Messi? Messy. Oh, because you brought up the like the uh, Champions League yeah. versus MLS. Yeah yeah, 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 we're moving. I don't think an MLS team would do well in the, no. in the Champions League. Um, do we have any Would You Rather's ready? I forgot to say one at the top of the show that we were gonna do that. No, I'm on the computer. I'd rather do. We can do Go to the Week. You want to do Go to the Week? Oh right, yeah, let's do Go to the Week, and then um, what other one do we want to do? I've got a couple guts of the week. There's a lot of things that we haven't discussed because we just bantered for fucking well, go ahead. 45 minutes about God damn. That was not 45. That, that <laughs> conversation was like maybe a hard 15. It was a hard 15. This guy. Uh, 45 minutes. But I mean, we got to talk about Taylor Cruz on the Reds, bro. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about him. Absolute goat. I don't know if you've been watching the last two Reds games, but this dude actually could be the best baseball player in the league uh, in his first two games. I've never seen anything like it. He makes baseball fun. Dude. The way he celebrates, the way he gritties, like he just makes baseball fun. The way, or you know I love me a good triple-digit exit velo, and we've got a new exit velo king in the league with, uh, with De La Cruz. I mean, first at-bat, he walks, very anticipated first at-bat. Second at-bat, ropes a double in the gap, which was like one, literally 114 off the bat, which is already top five hardest hit balls in the league. Yeah, he's year. hurting baseballs. Yeah, and then last night, hits an absolute... Piss missile off Cindergard. Wasn't even a bad pitch. 
And, I mean, this shit was almost at his jaw, bro. And he nuked it. And some kid in the back row gets the baseball, and they're negotiating mid-game. Did you see how far in the back row this kid was, though? Oh like, God. I don't think he could have been farther away from home. No, like, he, was, he fucking took that thing 485 the furthest, feet. The furthest pitch I've ever seen hit in uh, Great American. That, that I've seen, I don't know. 485 feet? Holy shit, dude. Yo, that kid's a goat, though. Shout out that kid. He was like, they offered him a signed bat, a signed baseball, and like a, a jersey. And this, he was like, I just want a photo with my boys, and everyone gets a baseball. And they were like, all right, fine. That's dope. I didn't know he did that. Oh, yeah. There was like a, there, there was a thing on Twitter. The guy sitting next to him was like, the negotiations have yeah. started. And they were like, signed baseball, signed bat, and a signed jersey of him. And the kid was like, no. And then the Reds came back again, and he ended up doing signed bat, photo by himself, and then all the boys he was with, these were like six kids, yeah. all his boys he was with got signed baseballs by him and a photo with him. I saw the photo. That was a yeah. hard photo. Kid goaded up yeah. for the boys. That was sick. All-time cool guy. But, yeah, the Reds, dude, are, are they're going to sweep the Dodgers. I'm, I'm so confident in that. Uh, the Dodgers are just not it right now. But with the hype around the Reds, dude, everyone's new favorite toy. I got to give props to our dog, Javon, for, for calling that before anybody. No, that was crazy. That was goaded. I mean, who's taking the Reds to make the playoffs? No one. I no. think uh, De La Cruz Reds jerseys and O'Neill Cruz Pirates jerseys are going to go platinum in fraternities the next five oh, years. Oh, yeah, 100%. Certified platinum, dude. Those jerseys <laughs> are going to go crazy. I had, like, darties fucking playing die. Some kid's going to break out his De La Cruz jersey. Yeah. It's going to be classic. Wheeling birds. No, dude. <laughs> Dude. God damn it, dude. He's like the number one prospect in baseball. I don't know if you've like seen him play, but <laughs> kid can fucking piss on baseballs. Um, no, but that's actually crazy that he just like came up and like was everything that they thought he was going to be. I know. You don't see that too often. You never see it. No. O'Neill yeah. Cruz was almost like that. Yeah. He kind of was that too. I'm, I'm pissed he's hurt. I know. Me too. I feel like he was going to have a great fucking he year. He was. He was. Such a weird injury too. He's just too gangly. Yeah. He's running. His legs are too long. Yeah. He just fucking like ate it. Um. All right, do you want to go to the week? Sure. Uh, the go to the week for those that might be new listeners are also this episode is brought to you by Jackpocket. Uh, it is a lottery purchasing app. If you are in states where it is legal, such as Texas and New Jersey, you know the worst part about going to the lottery is you got to fucking go to the corner store. You got to buy the ticket. You got to pick the numbers. Jackpocket simplifies all that. You download the app using code SEEIN, S-E-E-I-N, and they do it all for you. By a tap of a button, you can buy as many lottery tickets as you want. You pick your numbers. They go and buy the physical tickets for you, and then they keep it secure for if you win, they deliver it to you. Download Jackpocket today. The go to the week for those who are new or old listeners is just someone in your personal life, betting life, whatever it is that goaded up for you this week and made your week worth it. You want to go? Yeah. Um, I got to go mine, Sophie Cunningham of the Phoenix Mercury. In more ways than one. WNBA. Uh, she's in my goat whale right now, and she's the only leg not hitting. I have her over three pointers, and she had four last night. Bang. And I was, I was literally wondering uh, when the Phoenix Mercury with Brittany Griner and Sophie Cunningham were going to be in Dallas because she'll probably go to a game, check it out, see what it's like. So I went go check the, the, the schedule. Sure enough, they were in Dallas last night, and they're in Dallas again tomorrow. So I might have to send it. Tonight? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? Yeah, On a yeah. Friday? A little Sophie Cunningham action? Where do they play? American Airlines? <laughs> no. No, they play in some like smaller arena. Uh, yeah. Probably better than American Airlines. It was like like a mid-major. Probably better than 
American <laughs> Gorilla. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to start that. I'm not uh, going to start that. But yeah, goaded. Uh, Sophie Cunningham keeps splashing those threes. I need them. Bing bong. The goat whale is fully green except her. So now I think with the updated stats, I think she's averaging 2.4, 2.3, something like that. And I need over two and a half. So we're going to need a couple more games like that. Knowing you, one of your players, because the WNBA will probably be like maybe pregnant or get in like a fight or <laughs> yeah. a physical altercation. Yeah. Or get if anybody get in a fight in the WNBA, Sophie Cunningham is probably number one. Dude, she hit the same girl in the face twice last night. Yeah. And she was the other girl was in my prize picks entry. And when she, you say hit. Like like hit her in the face. Wow. Sophie yeah. might be one of the biggest villains in the mm-hmm. WNBA. I love that. She's awesome. I fucking love that. Yeah, she's feisty. That might be. Wait till Caitlin Clark gets there. Oh my god, I can't wait. Um, yeah, you know Sophie. Uh, yeah, go to the week uh, is gonna be. We already talked about it earlier, but Messi coming to the MLS stud turning around, turning down the, uh, the all the other leagues and, and Barcelona too. He's supposed to go back to Barcelona at one point, uh, but to come to the MLS, I think it's you know again as a uh, a new, newer, not newer MLS fan, but with uh, with our team in St. Louis, and uh, it's really good for the league, and I think it's gonna be good for the for the country too, because the what the World Cup is is World Cup coming here? No, no, Olympics are coming here. But um, I just think MLS soccer as a whole is is really growing in the United States, so good to see the greatest player ever come here. Maybe we'll be able to catch a game at some point, but Jesus, tickets are gonna be expensive. It's yeah. like crazy expensive, bro. I don't think you're gonna like arm and a leg yeah, wherever yeah, he yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. Every every ticket. And he's fulfilling every athlete's lifelong dream of playing a game in Cincinnati. Yep. He'll have to play in FC Cincinnati. Yep. That's brutal. I saw that tweet and it fucking murdered me. Um go to the week. Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't really have anyone specifically that like really did anything crazy for me on the the betting side or or even the personal side or, or whatever it is. But I do kind of want to take a moment because I was thinking about in the car last night and, you know, it hasn't been the best week, I'll say for myself. But I think go to the week is men that are okay talking about their mental health because I feel like it's still not talked about enough. I feel like just being honest, I have am having a brutal week just mentally. Um, and just a message out there, it's okay to, to be like not okay uh, when things are going on. And I feel like as men, it's still really hard to like talk about that. And I feel like there's a lot of guys on platforms that try to do it and still get like clowned. And I think that's kind of silly because like mental health is for sure a real thing. I think everyone has their days, everyone has their weeks. Um, me especially, I'm not great at kind of handling emotions and stuff like that so when something that's like pretty brutal happens it just will ruin like a week for me or two weeks but um yeah I think my go to the weeks are just like you know guys that are okay talking about it you know I'm always okay talking about it if anyone ever asked me about it um but yeah I've been having like not the greatest week mentally um and betting doesn't help man and (laughs) betting does not help betting does not help uh, especially when you're like things in the personal life aren't going great. Like my, my, my problems are personal life problems or not like professional problems or whatever it is. But just this week, especially the personal life, you know, some things have just gone not how I wanted them to, I guess. And that's been kind of brutal. Um, but I think go to the week is just like, you know, be okay talking about it. You know, the guys that are okay talking about it, I just like keep pushing that forward. Um, 
But yeah, not to end the episode on a bad note, but no, respects. Not that that's a bad note, but it's a great note. No, I think it's definitely something you have to talk about. You're right. Like like you said, it's it's uh, it's not talked about enough. So it's okay to have bad days out there and bad weeks. And especially with like the internet, I think people, you know, like on my Twitter, I've become just so numb to people being rude on the internet. But you know, I see people every day on my feed that even yesterday, I'm not going to like listening names, but that get really affected by people's comments on the internet. And you could tell it like just ruins their day or even their week. And they're genuinely mad about it. And I think it's also important to remember that like the internet is just not a real place for anyone out there for that, you know, high school fucking junior that maybe got bullied on the internet like last night or, you know, the kids in college that, you know, post an Instagram and someone says something mean under it. Like, the internet is just not a real place. Um, and you can take it from me. Don't take anything to heart on the internet, especially when you're talking about like mental health. I feel like with this new generation, I mean, my nephew is just getting into like having all these apps and like, you know, he's just like, he's starting to see like how mean people can be on the internet. And it's just like, I think it's also important to remember. It's just like not a real place. I mean, you probably get so much shit. I get a lot, but I mean, you probably get, I'm absolutely numb to it at this point, but no, you're right. It's very important topic. And, it's always, you know, it's okay to not be okay for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might be soft to, to mention it or bring it up, but it's definitely an issue that you need to get ahead on, you know, mm-hmm. and it's okay to, to talk about it for sure. Yeah. But that would be my, uh, that I'm like, go to the week. W's. Respects. W's. Um, all right. Well, I guess this has been another episode of the We'll Be Seeing Pod. Trent, you want to tell me where they can find you? Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram at Booking with Trent. Tune into the Surgical Stream every weekday, 1 p.m. Central, on the Twitch channel at Book It Sports. You can find me over at Mikey Over, other than Instagram, it's michael.j.overs. Uh, this has been another episode live from the dojo. We will see you on Monday. Be seeing. We'll be seeing.